Hello and welcome to the Ghosts and Folklore podcast. I'm Mark Royce, and on each episode, I investigate a different, weird, and wonderful subject. And for this episode, the St. David's Day special, we are going to look at the folklore, the fascinating folklore surrounding leeks. And I know, I know what some of you are thinking. How can leeks possibly be fascinating? Yes, leeks, those long green and white vegetables. But trust me, leeks can be used to fight off evil spirits. They can be used to fight off real people. They can be used to win wars. They can even be rubbed over your body for for reasons which will become clear later on. And as you have come to expect from this podcast, there is a slightly dark, macabre side to St. David's Day as well, which, frankly, is more Halloween. It's more Norse Kalangayev than St. David's Day. And we will have a quick look into the darker side of St. David's Day at the end of this episode as well. Now, the reason that I am going on about leeks is, as you may or may not know, leeks are the national emblem, or one of the national emblems, and the national vegetable of Wales. And as such, they are worn with pride in Wales, and, well, not not just in Wales, countries across the world where the Welsh have set foot at some point, have laid some roots, like in North America. There are some wonderful big celebrations which take place. Or you could head southward, head down to Welsh-speaking Patagonia in Argentina, then maybe swing by Australia, New Zealand, and, well, there's a heck of a lot of countries which join in. And if I had to pick my favourite St. David's Day celebration of all, it actually took place in Paris, of all places. I was in France, not in Wales, and I will tell you all about that shortly, as well as all of that that fascinating, if creepy at times, folklore. But first, just to get everyone up to speed, I think we should start with some basics, just about what the heck St. David's Day is and who St. David was. Because while it might be stating the obvious to many, you may or may not know that St. David is the patron saint of Wales. Or in the Welsh language, he's known as Dewi Sant. So March the 1st is a day to celebrate Dewi Sant, with Sant being the Welsh for a male saint. And in Wales, we celebrate Dydd Goel Dewi Sant. So St. David's Day in Welsh is Dydd Goel Dewi Sant. Now, sadly, March the 1st is not a holiday in any way, shape or form. Fingers crossed it will be sooner rather than later, but we still find ways to celebrate anyway. And for me personally, I grew up in Welsh language education. I was in Welsh speaking schools until the end of my A-levels. And every year on March the 1st, we would have an Eisteddfod to celebrate St. David's Day. And there would be singing and dancing and reciting, a bit of caravdant, good old-fashioned, honest Welsh entertainment for the children. 
And we would also dress up. Although, in fairness, it was the girls rather than the boys who had the hard work here. They dressed in more of a traditional Welsh costume. And they would wear a daffodil, traditionally, as a mark of St. David. The boys, on the other hand, were, were quite lazy, really. They, they pretty much just dressed in normal school uniform. But they would wear a leek pinned to their jumper and the sign of being the, the the toughest or maybe not the toughest but certainly the main the main boy in the school was the one with the biggest leak stuck to their jumper so big the the ends of it were, were tickling your nose and you could you could nibble away at this leak throughout the day without even moving your 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 face and while times have moved on since then, I mean, now leeks and daffodils are very much unisex. Anyone can wear either. Back, certainly when I was at school, it was very much a, a girl's daffodil, boy's leeks thing. And as mentioned, my favourite St. David's Day that I can remember came about five years ago in France when I was invited by Disney to visit the Disneyland Paris theme park for what they called a St. David's Welsh weekend. Now, the idea was they would invite me there as a journalist and I would go away and write nice, lovely things about them afterwards. But I went there incredibly cynical. I thought, you know, Disney, it's all, it's all commercial. It's all about making money. It's all about fleecing the children with gift shops and blah, 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 and all the rest of it. And I did not go there expecting to have a great time. I certainly did not go there expecting to have the best St. David's Day of my life. But credit where it's due, Disney did a, an absolutely remarkable job of representing St. David's Day there. They created their own little Eisteddfod. They, they imported Welsh children en masse to sing in choirs and things. So it had a, a, a very, very traditional feel to it. It was quite, quite emotional in a way, seeing the, 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 the Welsh language and Welsh culture being portrayed in such a way on foreign soil by our European friends, our good friends just across the water. And I can totally get when when people who have moved away talk about the, the longing and the hereith they have to be back home in Wales, I, I totally get it. When I was in places like France, it made perfect sense. My cynicism w was washed away, although ironically I did go there for all this Welsh stuff and all this St. David's Day stuff. The number one highlight for me was the the, the, the Haunted Mansion, or, or Phantom Manor, sorry, I should say, as it's called in Europe for some, some reason I don't quite understand. But anyway, anyway, forget Disney. Let us jump into this leak, leaky folklore. And to help me with this, I am going to turn to an old folkloric favourite of mine, Mary Trevelyan. And this is leak folklore, which was recorded in the early 1900s. So this is sort of Edwardian period Welsh folklore. And she begins by telling us that leeks are associated with victory by the Welsh. It's a sign of winning. It is one of the national emblems of Wales and, in common with the Scandinavian races, was probably used by the early Britons when victorious on the battlefield. So we are now going way back through the mists of time, back to Arthurian days, maybe back when Arthur as king of the Britons, maybe he was wearing a leek or using a leek in some way as a sign of victory. And sticking with that theme, we are told that it was at one time supposed 
that a person who had leeks or garlic, so this works with two different pungent vegetables, leeks or garlic, on his body at the time of a fight would be victorious without a wound. So if anyone is planning on going into battle, get yourself some leeks or garlic, especially if you are going into a, a battle with a vampire like we were talking about on the last episode, the vampires from the Vale of Neath. But she continues, men notorious as fighters in Wales wore the leek in their caps, so specifically in your hat, and were accustomed to rub their bodies with leeks, wild onion, or garlic before encounters with opponents. Now, that would certainly work ahead of a fight, I guess. I mean, who who wants to get that close to somebody who rubs their bodies with, with leeks, with wild onions, or with garlic? I mean, I wouldn't recommend that before a date or anything. I would stick to the, the standard deodorant or aftershave, but certainly before a battle, well, you know, g- give it a go. Rub on. Rub on the leeks. Make yourself as smelly as possible by the sounds of it. Or again, although that th- there's me joking about you don't want to go rubbing your body with leeks before a date, we are also told that in the days of old, a leek was thrown into the loving cup. And this was done at Court's Leet in Glamorgan so late as 1850. Now, now the, the loving cup, which would be used to celebrate a, a union or something, that is where you would throw a leak, why exactly? She, she does not expand on that. Maybe that's for the best. It's an old superstition, I guess. But throwing your leak in the loving cup was an old tradition as well. Now, I did mention that leaks were not only good for fighting human foes or attracting human lovers possibly as well, going by that last bit, but also against the evil apparitions which roamed the land. And we are told that with leaks, people could make divinations, And when worn, it scared evil spirits and enemies away, and it is considered lucky to have a bed of leeks growing in the garden. So leeks really have multiple benefits going on here. They keep away the bad ghosts, and they bring you luck, and they allow you to divine the future. Now, with reference to the leek as one of the national emblems of Wales, there are many theories why this is, Trevelyan tells us. And as I mentioned earlier, the daffodil is another emblem, and it is believed that some confusion with their Welsh language names might have led to the leek being accidentally used as an emblem, or on the other hand, it might have led to the daffodil being accidentally used as well. And the reason for that is because in the Welsh language, the word kenin means leeks, but kenin peder means daffodil and that peder at the end is welsh for peter so peter's leeks in theory means daffodil and this is believed to have been a source of confusion between the two and which one should have been chosen as the the number one emblem i guess and the way trevelyan explains that is whether the common or garden leek or the daffodil was used in battle 
is a disputed point. So maybe after all I've told you so far, maybe it's actually daffodils that you should be sticking in your hat and rubbing over your body, which in fairness, certainly makes much more sense when it comes to the loving cup, maybe not in fighting. But she tells us it's a disputed point, And in the traditions of Wales, the matter is not very clear. The daffodil is called in some places the leek of St. Peter, as mentioned, Canon Pedr, but sometimes the leek of the goslings and the leek of the spring. It is also called Croesor Gwanwin, which is welcome of spring, and Gwanwin, or Brynin, the king of the spring. So daffodil really does have a heck of a lot of meanings. There are so many meanings. I think you can see how this could get a bit confusing. So as well as St. Peter's leak, it could also be welcome of spring. It could also be the king of spring. And we are told that St. Non the Blessed, the mother of St. David, was herself associated with the daffodil, which grew in profusion in the Vale of Iron, where the patron saint of Wales was born on March the 1st. And at that season of the year, the daffodil would be the most prominent flower. So there's a lot of information crammed in there, but Saint Non, Saint David's mother, did give birth to this future saint, patron saint of Wales, on March the 1st. That is why we celebrate Saint David on March the 1st. It's the day he was born, and he was born when there was a profusion of daffodils all over the land and which are also associated with his mother. So this really does build quite a strong case for the daffodil to certainly be a national emblem, whether or not it is the emblem and should displace the leak. Well, Trevelyan also has a counter argument and she says whatever may be said in favour of the daffodil. The claim of the common, wild or cultivated leek is strongly supported by the assertion that in primitive times victorious warriors wore it and so late as the last half of the 18th and first part of the 19th century, this is in contemporary times to her, champions and fighters patronized it. And to wrap up her argument, she gives us what I think is the most useful piece of folklore ever associated with a pungent vegetable, and that is the house leek, so often seen upon the garden walls and housetops or somewhere on the premises, was considered to be a protection from thunderbolts, lightning and fire. Yes, the common house leak can protect you from thunderbolts, lightning and fire. A pretty, a pretty handy vegetable to have around, I'd say. And if I was caught in a thunderstorm and I had the choice between that or a daffodil, I know what I would like to protect myself with. Although it should be said, my personal view on this argument is I don't really care which is the real one or not. What I know is it's great to see everyone wearing daffodils and leeks, or a 
combination of the two of them, maybe. Maybe I'll start wearing both from now on. One either side of my chest. I know that's a rubbish idea. But anyway, whichever one you choose to wear, wear it with pride is pretty much all I can say. Now, as promised, before we take a look at some of the darker, the more eerie Halloween-like bits of folklore associated with St. David's Day. As always, it's lovely to hear from people, and if you've enjoyed this episode and you are going to be celebrating yourself anywhere in the world, if you're celebrating in one of those big American get-togethers, if, if they are possible this year, maybe you're lucky enough to be in Paris where they do the best St. David's Day weekends, wherever you are. Get in touch. I'm quite easy to find. Just do a search for Mark Reese, journalist or author, and you can find my website or you can find me on social media. And as always, if you have enjoyed this episode, I've got a heck of a lot more saints to talk about on this podcast. We could have we could have a daily saint. There are so many Welsh saints or saints with a, with a connection to Welsh folklore that we could talk about out there. So if you have enjoyed it, please consider hitting the subscribe button if you haven't already. Now, regular listeners who paid attention to the Halloween episodes will remember that there was a connection between leaks and divination on October the 31st on Norse Kalangayev. Well, of course, they also work in a similar way on the eve of St. David's Day. And yes, while St. David's Day might all be fun and games, there is a little darkness to it as well. It, as mentioned, things always take a turn for the Gothic with Welsh folklore. And Mary Trevelyan tells us that St. David's Day the National Festival of Wales was kept up in rural parishes with much festivity in the past. The Mabsand revels and orgies were prevalent, and the wearing of the leek was popular. But along with these quite epic-sounding festivities and leek-wearing, people's minds back in the olden days also turned to the other side of life, or more literally, to death. And to who exactly would not be with them when St. David's Day came around again in 12 months' time? Who exactly was going to die in the next 12 months? People believed that if they went to the churchyard at midnight, they would see corpse candles on the graves of families who were to expect a death during the year. So St. David's Day, if you go to the church at midnight, you could well see corpse candles hovering over the graves of people with a connection to people who are going to die in the next 12 months. Happy St. David's Day. But there's more. They threw a shoe over their heads on this day. And if the toes are pointed out of doors, they would either quit their present abode or die within a year it's all it's always dying within a year so you could also throw your shoes to see if you were going to die not just other people if you were going to die and if they walked around the leak bed three times and in silence at midnight on saint david's eve they would see their future husband or wife as the case may be now, that one, in some respects, is slightly nicer because it doesn't involve death. Of course, 
the sight of who your future husband and wife is going to be could be a fate worse than death. Who knows? Who knows who is going to appear? But as mentioned, as is always the case, no matter how jolly the occasion, even St. David's Day, the happiest day in all of Wales in the entire year, still manages to shoehorn in some old traditions relating to who is going to die in the next year. And on that cheerful note, it just leaves me to say thank you very much for listening. Dioch and varianum grando. I've been Mark Rees. This has been my Ghosts and Folklore podcast. It's the best, it's the beautiful, it's the only Ghosts and Folklore podcast beaming to you from Wales to the world. I hope you all have a fantastic St. David's Day. A Dydd Gwyl Dewi Sant Hapis Iawn. Don't forget to throw those shoes over your shoulder, to run around your bed of leeks, to smear your body in garlic. And until next time, no star. <laughs>